There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 1215. You're now listening to the 1215 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 1215 Club. It is my Ariel here in the mic, joined as always by Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, and Dylan the Graphics Guy. Our guest this week, none other than Andrew McLovin Perloff. McLovin, where are you right now? I'm about to get on 95 South for my daily commute, which is, as you know, torturous, Mario. Yeah, especially on a Friday. Are you going to get all that traffic going through New York City? Yeah. And, well, it's, it's all near New York. And the problem is, like, today got pushed. I, I left late because of the pie incidents. So speak to us about a little bit about the pie incidents. Are you still covered in pie? Did you take a shower? How did you handle getting this pie off of you? Because that's kind of uncomfortable to drive home. Uh, as far as you do, covered in just cream. Okay, so I took a shower, and I'm going to let people behind the veil here. Our new shower in the new man cave is lovely. The shower in the old man cave had cold water, and for some reason you always got the feeling someone was going to walk in on you on any second. <laughs> I don't even know if there was a lock on the door. And this one was great, uh, so I'm all showered. There's maybe like a speck or two behind my ear, but I'm pretty good. I got to say that I've taken multiple showers in this shower uh, in the studio. The shower pressure is spectacular. Had you ever been in the old man cave shower? It was in Dan's side of the office. I think it was used a total of six times in the entire eight years we were there. Yes, yeah, uh, it's Eric. I think I used it more to clean other things. But yes, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever showered there. Like would use it to like clean a mop or something after doing some pie to the face. But yeah, I mean, the you think you had about two minutes of hot water and the pressure was worse than coming out of a water bottle. It was it was horrible. Yeah. And also, you know, the, the most famous story about the old bathrooms was and I don't know if Dan would like us talking about this, but there was a long time where there was no blind on the main bathroom. So you might be sitting there. And so I'd be walking up the back stairs and they just have a conversation with you. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, yeah. What's up, McLovin? So yeah, when, we, when we did the renovation of that bathroom, um, it was that was one of the big things we had to figure out was how to try to not get rid of the window. But it was the other thing is that it was like an oversized window. So if you were a man who was standing up to go to the bathroom, it wasn't just, you know, like waist up. It was like kneecaps up. So it, everything was out. Big guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'd bring like clients up the back stairs and like, yeah, that was uh, not a good team for a while. But uh, then, you know, I forgot Then we switched to two bathrooms. That changed the game. That was huge. That, that was you, then, Eric, right? Yeah. Then, do, you, do you remember when we had the, I think it was the Admiral of the Navy and he came up while we were in the middle of construction and he was like, I need to use the bathroom. And literally you could see down into the, the uh, apartment below. It was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, that was a big game changer because you put the number one and the number two on there. So, you know, you, you can kind of figure out what those one and two would uh, stand for on the bathroom. So I, yeah. I, I, I love that, new, those new bathrooms when we got them, Dill. 
Um, wait, so is that was that the reasoning behind having them labeled one and two? Because like the first time I ever went there, I actually like I like abided by that because it's like they're has like yeah there has to it, be it was, this one. They're both designated for their respective uh, activities, and I realized like that probably wasn't it, but. I actually yeah, follow that because I'm a responsible boy. Everybody knows Todd's, you know, bowel issues. Uh, and there was a Johnny Manziel, Jersey, number two, Texas A&M. And, and there was a and Cam, Cam right? number one. Eric? And there was an HR concern. We didn't want to label the, the new bathroom Todd only, right? So, um, so we labeled it number two instead of just for Todd. <laughs> yeah, that may have been the intuition. There was jealousy, though, because Todd had his own office and the rest of us only had a desk. It wasn't fair for a while. <laughs> Andrew, the NFL draft is your Super Bowl. I know how yeah, much yeah. you love the NFL draft. Did the, fields, did the fields bet and then him starting to slide and ruin it at all for you? Yes. It was not enjoyable. I was stressed the whole night. Because if you think about it, if the Bears didn't trade up at eleven there was not another quarterback team for eight picks. Mm-hmm. So I could have had a total of 12 pies headed my way. And that is not, that is not a comfortable proposition. So once fields got picked, I could really enjoy myself. Uh, before that, it was, it was a bit, bit of torture. Were you corresponding with the guys throughout the night? I know I saw some uh, tweets going back and forth, but what was that? Uh, were you t- yeah, so each other? We have a text chain. We have a text chain that goes out. It's pretty much all of us except you, Mario. I didn't mean to bring that up. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we were all talking about it all night long. Um, That and many things. Like, the text chain was so focused on the Kings of Leon and that weird chair that Roger Goodell was sitting on that eventually we got to the bet. But, uh, yeah, we were on top of all the details. Marv. Hey, McLovin. So at what pick did you know, all right, I'm not winning this bet, and now i got to – already start counting the pies that I'm going to get. Well, obviously the bet was set at eight and a half. I really thought the Panthers were going to take Justin Fields. In fact, I'm still surprised they did. So that was, that was seven and a trade up to seven or eight were my best two chances. And it didn't happen. When Penny Sewell went to Detroit, I knew I was in trouble, but I was sure the Panthers were going to take Justin Fields. And by the way, all those GMs are getting fired for this. So eventually I will get my revenge. (laughs) Dill. Well, Andrew, you were just telling me you did win a different bet, though. And I was actually pretty surprised because it sounded like some insider trading because it would not have occurred to me at all. Oh, no comment. Yeah. Somebody told me J.C. Horn was the most coveted defensive player. I know the Eagles wanted to trade up to eight to get him. So... Uh, yeah, that was the problem. I knew Horn and Fields were sitting there at eight. And Horn, I think there were like really eight prospects in the draft, Horn being the eighth. So that was a tricky one. Uh, you know, but I love him too. You guys, are, you guys are all too young. Joe Horn was the coolest player ever, his dad. So I was rooting for him as well. Yeah, no, Joe Horn, I remember my best memory of Joe Horn is probably everybody else's when he took the phone uh, yeah. underneath the thing. Um, and the oh, that's phone. an all-timer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and putting the Sharpie in there in uh in the pads too. Those are the two greatest ones. But the phone was so outrageous. Uh but I, I, I don't know. Like the funny thing is, I don't you feel like I mean we're all football fans. Cornerback is a hugely important position. 
I don't so know was, why it was a surprise. I think it's so hard. Cornerback would go ahead of the linebacker. I don't think it was necessarily the fact that it was a cornerback. I think it was the fact that it was a cornerback from South Carolina. Yeah, and there, everyone was talking about Sertan and uh, what's his name? Farley, right? Yeah. Those were like the two big names. Yeah, I think it was more yeah, so but, just that, that South Carolina cornerback um, that really threw people off. Yeah, but it, I mean, you started to see mock drafts were leaning, starting to lean Horn pretty heavily. And also, too, I think Vegas switched on Horn and Sertan. Vegas was on top of it. They're, they if you, always if you, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what was it, like two days before they started, they changed the odds on Trey Lance versus Mac Jones? Why did we all realize it then, that <laughs> what was happening? Like, it was why like that morning. Why do we fight Vegas? They are so smart uh, that it made me feel – I think you could have just done a mock draft based on the Vegas odds and done really well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I remember I went back to you, Dylan, and I said, you see uh, Lance is now favorite. I think he was like minus 178. Uh, about one o'clock yesterday, and, I, and that it seemed like that's when the tide started to turn a well, bit. And then your thoughts, like, well, if only I just bet on him yesterday when he's like plus five hundred. You're always oh, I know. twenty twenty. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty with dra- always with betting. So we're joined by Andrew McLovin Perloff, uh, part of the back row. Andrew, did you have any satisfaction given that uh, you actually beat Dan in a bet? from three years ago. Was there anything there that, all right, I came away with some kind of win. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But honestly, I don't remember the circumstances or anything about that bet. I'm trying to hold on to that glory, but I just, I remember we talked about the bet being made. I don't remember why we made it, how we made it, what day we made it. So if I had remembered all the details, I think I would be feel more proud. But as it is, it's sort of like, oh, I did bet that with you, Dan? Okay, if you say so. <laughs> but I don't remember. Dan, Dan remembers certain things. Like, I don't know. I just, it was a bet I don't remember. And you know what I'm talking about? Because we lose track of bets every single day in the man kit. Yeah, no, I mean, there's always just bets being thrown around, even like off air. It's like, all right, we'll talk about a pie bet next. And it's like, you just forget. Um, I remember oh, Dan, that. Dan, by the way, Dan could have gotten away with, if he hadn't mentioned it, I didn't remember it. Nobody in the room remembered it. So the only reason it came up was because Dan wanted to, you know, to take responsibility for that. But not, nobody else remembered it. The crowd, the, the audience didn't remember it. It was out of nowhere. I remember it. I remember when you guys made it. I was like, wow, this is going to take forever to pay off. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. it finally paid off. Marv? Andy, are you going to make another bet that Justin Fields is going to take Andy Dalton's starting spot? Sometimes no. during the season. How are you going to keep the red rifle down? How are you going to muzzle the red rifle? Yeah, I, I am liking every – Justin Fields, if he was so good, why did he fall to 11? Huh, Marvin, why did he fall to 11? So I had mixed feelings last night because, you know, everyone knows I'm a huge Andy Dalton fan. So Andy Dalton is, might lose a starting job, but I needed somebody to take Justin Fields to stop the pie bet. So it was like – it was a total catch-22 for me. Do I have the Bears – when they traded up, I'm like – Ah oh, man, I really want uh, I really want this pie bet to end, but I don't want Andy Dalton to have competition. So I didn't know what to do. It was a tough one. I have one more question for you. Then Eric has a question. We'll let you go after that. What's the next bet that you're going to make? You you have to follow up with something big. I don't. You can't just watch from the bleachers now, Andrew. Like DJ Uyangaloi. Can you can you make a bet? Can you put something yeah, yeah. there? Yeah, I'm, I have a future bet on on. 
Malik Willis, I believe is his name, the Liberty starting quarterback, as the guy to emerge from this class. Interesting. Um, so, and I don't know what I don't know when Vegas is going to post odds for the number one quarterback next year, but yeah. you know it's going to be Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, Keenan um, uh, Slovis. Keenan Slovis. DJ's a year away, right? JT. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but you know how this is. There always emerges a guy out of nowhere. So yeah. there could be a guy who hasn't even started yet. Some say the kid of Florida is going to be good. So we have no idea. Um, but Paulie and I have a bet. We have a bet. We made the other day. You don't even remember it. It's two years out, and I don't even remember what it was. But I remember there were pies on the line. I think it was something with the rookie of the year. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. By the way, do you guys know who runs the DP Show Bets Twitter handle? No, I don't. I have no uh, idea. There was also a Twitter handle called Track the Grain, where they took they took everything I said against the grain and and then would see if it came out to be true. Now, I think it's the same person, but I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who it is. Um, do you know who runs Freezing Cold Takes? Because you've been on there a couple times. Yeah, Fred Siegel. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's great. I, I, I was on there a lot. Um, yeah, no, I'm just busting yeah. your chops. That one, the Luke Keekley uh, tweet emerged yesterday, and that's always a funny one. Yeah, he puts out uh, – it's his first tweet of every draft, he told me. Um, I think Ryan in Honolulu is secretly running the DP show bets. He's got to be the guy, he's right? He's the master of all this. Yeah. He's the only one who knows what happens on the show. The rest of us all forget. Eric, you got a question for Andrew? It's more of a statement, but I would just be worried, McLovin, because we went shopping yesterday just in advance of, of this pie. And, you know, there was a risk that we could have 24 plus uh, three. So we got, I think we got 35 pie shells yesterday and filling, no joke. And enough filling to fill them all. So we're, we're going to have to use them. So either we're going to be eating pies and the BRGs are starting a weight loss campaign on Monday. Uh, so I would, uh, I would say we won't, we won't be pushing for that. Um, so I would just say, you know, be careful because there's going to be pies coming out of the woodwork. Ooh. Okay. Can I get in on this uh, BRG Monday weight loss thing? I don't really need to lose much weight, but I, Tyler got me inspired. By saying like we're gonna we're gonna actually turn the corner on Monday, you know we had that rib sandwich today it was amazing, yeah. but I and those potatoes. So wait, what does this weight loss program involve? Is there a theme to it or no? So gonna- I mean, it's uh, it's amongst myself, Marvin, Eric, and Dylan. So the four uh, twelve fifteen club guys combined, it's like a Honda Civic, and I think it's a hundred bucks. Whoever just loses the most weight. So are there any strategies, interim fasting? Well, I'm, I'm joining a gym start mo- starting Monday, like an actual full gym. So okay. I think that's right. how I'm going to really uh, push myself to win. Any other strategies? Any other radical strategies out there? Tapeworm. I'm getting a tapeworm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like Frank on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> yeah. off, the, off the, uh, the dark web. Um, yeah. You know, it's starting to fill out. All right. I'm going to say this, and it's got to be said. Guess who's becoming a little BRG-like? I feel like Tyler's put on a couple in the, uh, in the days here. Oh, uh, wow. Yikes. You know what it is? It's all those bang biscuits that he eats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hasn't read the back. <laughs> the, the carb I content in that. <laughs> You're going to make me drive off at 95. This is <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't yeah. want to join because he he felt like I'm by far the heaviest person here, right? So it's going to be the easiest for me to lose whatever 15 pounds pretty quickly, right? And so Tyler's like, well, if I lose 15 pounds, that's going to be really hard. So he wants to do it as a percentage, and um, the re- we voted and we wanted to just do it as total pounds lost. So uh, he doesn't want to participate from that, but he does. Uh, he has acknowledged that he uh, needs to lose a little weight. Wow, I really stepped into something there. Um, uh, yeah, see, I'm with Tyler. Like, I could lose some weight, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't count. But, yeah, all, all the – okay. You know, you should get Todd involved. Why not Todd? You know Todd's going to be like, yeah, I'd love to, or he's going to be like – Who oh, wouldn't want to like, lose weight? Yeah, it sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, who wouldn't want to lose weight? Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are right. Forget it. Lost cause. Well, thanks for joining us, Andrew. That's all we got for you this week. Safe travels back home. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Thanks, buddy. See you Monday. That's Andrew Perloff, our uh, resident draft expert. That's like I said, that's like the Super Bowl for him. He leads up to this um, from the jump. Eric, it kind of felt like it was your Super Bowl last night, too. Uh, you know, it was, I don't know, eight thirty, nine o'clock. And I checked on Twitter and, and our the DP show was was blowing up. And I was like, Mario's probably home. He's probably like three or four beers deep and he's watching the draft. And I just wonder, like, do you feel because obviously you're not speaking from yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. some diehard fans know that it's you running the social media, but most people just think of the Dan Patrick show. So when you're speaking from the Dan Patrick show and thus Dan's voice, do you feel a little nervous when you're doing that? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I try to read it about five to ten times, especially because I've had some errors in the past. Um, but last night, because it's so, cha- you know, it's ever changing, especially whether or not he was going to get two pies, three pies, however many pies. So I had to keep going back and editing it. But it was a lot of fun. I had a ton of fun doing that yesterday. Um, I did have a couple beers in me. I was at a bar with my dad and one of my buddies. Um, so I was kind of having a good time just tweeting this stuff out and following it and getting it all in track because we were getting a lot of tweets and people were asking, Oh, who, you know, how many pies does he have or who's losing right now? Um, so it was kind of, like I said, fun to keep everybody updated. We got a tweet from Barry Sanders um, and, you know, you speaking that are you mentioning that it's not necessarily Dan tweeting, um, but we had gotten a, a tweet from Barry Sanders and he was rem- reminiscing on his own draft when Dan um, interviewed him and I sent Dan the tweet and Dan responded to it. So I just responded to whatever bear, whatever Dan said to me to Barry. So that's one instance where Dan actually hopped on Twitter and responded. Well, he didn't really hop on himself though. Right? He hopped on no. through you. He texted me because there's this interesting and I don't know what it is, Marvin, maybe it's you printing stuff. I don't know. But like Dan will be like, oh, I saw this on Twitter. But then when you ask if he has a Twitter account, he says no. So I, how is he getting access to Twitter? That's why I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I'll send him like a tweet, mm. like a screenshot, or I'll just send him the link to a tweet. And it just shows up on his text feed so you can read it. But I mean, unless he has a burner, I don't know. Marvin, Could be. Does he have Twitter up on his computer do we know like no okay any tweet that he gets it's just a link. i have no idea okay it's just a link that he gets i'm pretty sure it's just a link that he gets dill um this is sort of an aside but it's actually a funny story about the dan patrick show social media there was a and you mario there was one time when uh mario posted an instagram post from his account and then 
coincidentally, the first like was from the Dan Patrick <laughs> show. I don't know if someone else happened to be on the account at that time, but I think you're just pumping your numbers up a little bit. Well, they, we call that pulling a Ryan in Honolulu, right? Where you post hello, and, and then like it by yourself. I know yeah, it was like a, it was like a shirtless pic of Mario in the mirror, and then but. <laughs> My like my (laughs) social media definitely struggles a little bit because I focus so much on what I'm putting up on the Dan Patrick show. Oh, don't even (laughs) my social media game struggles a little bit. But I'm like just constantly logged in as DP show. I have I take so much time on the Dan Patrick show Twitter. How can I not go on and like my own stuff? (laughs) Shame. Eric, what was your big takeaway from watching a draft yesterday? Um, I know you're not like the biggest NFL draft fanatic, um, but what, what was your kind of takeaway from seeing all the analysts and all these guys on there? He's talking heads. Yeah. I mean, I've worked in the sports business for a while. Right. And so um, especially the last year directing and then the last um, three months now of checking all the zoom guests. And I'm like, as I see everybody going, I'm like, oh, I talked to him today. I talked to him last week. I talked to him last month. Like, it's just kind of a, it's a unique perspective. Like, because you see, not that people are putting on an act, but you know, when you're just checking in someone on Zoom, like, hey, it's Eric. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? Blah blah. blah. And then when they are on air, they're like, ah, they got their energy up to eleven. And it's not acting per se, but you just kind of want to project uh, uh, better than you would just normally. So you see people in a different way than then you see them you know and they're you know like we're thinking of trey lance right like i talked to him at 11 30 eastern time mm-hmm. and just like hey how you doing it's eric hey eric how you doing how's life like you know just saying hi checking in because you have to talk to them for like 30 seconds to make sure their connection's good that their audio doesn't drop out that you know something weird doesn't happen so i try to have like one or two exchanges just to make sure it's a good connection lip sync is good all those types of things so i'm like Man, like, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, eight hours ago, I was talking to this guy, and now he just signed a contract worth $40 million and, you know, is a franchise leading quarterback or will soon be. Um, so it's kind of funny, um, the connection that I have, but you're right. I'm not the biggest fan. And like, obviously, I know the details because of my job, but like, I don't live and breathe all of the intricacies of who was projected. Like, I don't remember all these mock drafts and who was projected and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of funny. Like, I'm very close to it, and yet I distance myself. So it's kind of, a, I have a weird, unique perspective on sports. Marv? It's weird because, you know, there are events like this where you have to watch, and let's keep it. honest, there'd be some times where like you go home and like, man, I'm really not trying to watch this. That's almost like I compared it when I first started interning at ESPN. I asked someone, I was like, oh man, so you you do this and then you go home and watch sports all the time. He was like, no. He's like, I watched like HGTV and like the Food (laughs) Network. Basically, it's, it's like this. I love coffee and I get a job at Starbucks. Now, when I leave Starbucks, I don't even want to smell a latte or anything like that. I don't want to see coffee or smell coffee. That's kind of what this is. And the draft, you know, you watch it and it's like pick 20. I'm really not trying to watch this offensive lineman. Like, oh, they got a guard. Yeah. Like, let me turn this off and go back to watching Shawshank for the 89th time. I'm the complete opposite of that. Like last night I was zoned so in on the draft. I would, I wish there was a second round last night. 
um, because there's so much like talk and lead up to it here where we have all these analysts on and we have some of the draftees on and we have all these people that surround the conversation of the draft that in, in, from my perspective, it's like, all right, I want to see how this plays out now. You know, there was so much lead up to it that it, for me, it was exciting to see, oh, wow, like Trey Lance is going third when, you know, it was Mac Jones all along. And then to see the, the, the pieces fall after that, I was super, super locked in last night to it. Dill? Yeah, I mean, like, is there even a single other topic that commands as much time? Like on, like on never, like this show, any show really, other than the NFL draft, like for the months leading up to it, like even the Super Bowl, anything, even though there's like as much fanfare for the actual draft broadcast as the Super Bowl, unless it's like, what was it, Kings of Leon playing and like <laughs> all this other, you know, stuff going on. But, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna like. I mean, like, I'm super into it too. But I've run out of steam pretty. Like, after, I was really like, I was wanting to see who the 49ers picked, and then beyond that, I like, you know, there's some interesting wrinkles. But by the time the 29th pick of the first round comes around, I'm not like sitting there on the edge of my seat like Mario. You're a Ravens fan, and you I know we had we had, we had two Bateman. two late picks. I'd be lying if I said I may not have been drifting off at that point. <laughs> Dill, you uh, bought the pies this week. Yeah. For these. So uh, you shared an experience with us, obviously, off air or offline, with, uh, where, where you, you know, brought all these pie crusts up to the, the register. Just share that with the audience. Yeah. So there's the way the, the pie bets were shaking out, we had to gear up for like the maximum amount of possibilities, right? Which like was in, you know, the neighborhood of 30. So, like, McLovin could have ended up getting pummeled by, like, you know, 25 pies on his own. Um, but so I had to go to the store and get the fixings to make 30 of those pies, and that was it. So I'm walking around loading. I bought out, like, all the pie crusts, all the, like, cherry filling, like, cleaned out the whipped cream section. And I was just walking around, and I was, like, literally, you would have thought I was wearing an orange jumpsuit walking around <laughs> the grocery store because I was getting looks. Like, people were asking me, they're like, what are you making? I was like... I I don't really know. It's hard <laughs> to explain. Um, and it was definitely the most that I've, I mean, we've probably spent on uh, pie ingredients ever, if not for a very long time, but it was, it was weird. Like I've never, you know, I buy some, I'm weird. So I buy some weird stuff at the grocery store, but I've never gotten that reaction. You mean you weren't able to just tell them, you know, Justin Fields may slide to 32, the bucks tonight. Yeah, um, it's for so. a bet. Just don't ask any questions. <laughs> Eric, the last thing I wanted to get to was with you. We uh, just kind of put a bow on it from last week. You had winning at your house over the weekend because Dan was away for his son's wedding. How did that finish off? Any stories from Winnie? Um, and she's so small, so young still. So she's learning a lot. So what, how did that finish off last week? I will say that Winnie got better over time at the house, uh, and so did uh, Penny and Winnie's relationship, for those following that saga <laughs> along. Um, when Winnie got to the house last Wednesday, and we talked about it a little bit last Friday, but um, she definitely had several accidents in and outside of her cage 
Um, but as she kind of was learning our routine and, and honestly, it was probably good for her. She, like when we would go out, she'd be all distracted. And then if she saw Penny go to the bathroom, then she would go to the bathroom. Um, not that anyone, um, tunes into this for bathroom, uh, humor, i.e. Todd, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but no, it, um, Winnie and Penny ended up getting along well uh, towards the end of the weekend. Uh, and, um, actually Winnie came into the studio on Monday and Tuesday, um, she was not here the last three days. Um, Dan's wife was, uh, focused on uh, trying to train Winnie. Winnie's got a little bit of a, a nipping problem. Let's chew on everything. That's, <laughs> I think that's, uh, her love language and, uh, and, uh, is still learning how to communicate when she needs to go to the bathroom and then doing it on command. So Dan's wife is, and, and Dan too, when he's home are, uh, really all in on trying to train Winnie for that. But, um, no, it was good to have Winnie. Um, we were happy to see Winnie go. And then as soon as, <laughs> when he wasn't there we wanted winnie back so um i'm sure a lot of parents and people who've had puppies kind of understand that um it's great to have uh the puppy but then at the same time you're like all right this is a lot so um my wife and i are thinking about fostering actually uh, other dogs and this was a great experience to say that we don't want to foster puppies and we're ready for more adult dogs oh wow so you made a decision based off of winnie yeah, it's just because it's not the dog's fault, but it's very frustrating, right? You know, you get a two-month-old puppy. It doesn't know what to do. It just showed up here, you know, and, like, it never doesn't know what you're doing, doesn't know any of these smells. You know, Winnie, I think, came from somewhere in the, in the southern part of the country, right? So all of this is new, and, like, you want me to do what, when? And I'm just, you know, I'm supposed to be with my mom. What's happening? So, you know, it's, um, yeah. I would love to get a puppy for the family at some point, but um, in terms of fostering, I'm definitely going to do adult dogs. How do you think Penny will be with that? How receptive would you think she'd be to uh, you fostering? (laughs) Uh, Well, I think she would take a few days just like it was with Winnie. She's definitely very possessive of her toys and her. um, She has only child syndrome. For sure. Yeah. She has a couch that has like her blanket on it and, um, when he got on that couch and that was the closest it got to, uh, to go time between the two of them. <laughs> uh, and when he's like, Oh, you want to play? You know, like, and yeah. Penny's like, <laughs> when he's like, Oh, great. Let's go. And I'm like, okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> I think that's all we got this week. Right. Dill. I just, this goes back to the, uh, the puppies segment from before but i always said like if i was older and i was going to adopt a kid i would love to adopt like a 17 year old you know instead of a baby <laughs> you just get you know you get like the uh the more formative the i guess less formative years and you can sort of enjoy it so if there's any 17 year olds looking for yeah, who uh, want me to be their dad yeah looking for somebody to adopt their them hit up dylan what's your twitter till cheap seats dp cheap seats I think it's cheap seats DP. I should probably get more active on it. I kind of for my Twitter kind of activity Off kind of comes and goes for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll get a lot of requests to uh, get some 17 year old or the adoption. account shut down. <laughs> so we got this week for Dylan, the graphics guy, Marvin, the Prince, Eric, the big German, myself, my Ariel. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good weekend, everyone.